At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You kind of like you kind of like build it up in your head, and like I think that it's going to be this huge thing. Yeah, I think you build up that this interaction is going to be this like it's got to be this whole thing, and you have to present it in this like perfect way so that they don't so that they accept your boundary. Um, and so yeah. like, for me, I had to present it with a bow on the top of it. Yeah, I'm literally just like, hey, I didn't like this. Can you not do this? <laughs> And I'm over here writing fucking soliloquies, like, like Shakespeare. Like, I even shall not. Thou shalt not <laughs> ignore me when I have when you receiveth a text, and I'm like, yo, text me back more, like <laughs> literally, like. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm slowly losing my mind, honestly, at this point. And I am trying to find any source of entertainment in my life and meaning. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I feel. How are you feeling lately? Same. Same, but I'm I'm starting to feel better because things are starting to open up and I sense uh, some more normalcy, I guess, minus everyone wearing masks because that's still weird. I still have to find a new normal because, I mean, like I graduated, so like... Yeah, and like you haven't been able to go out to LA to find a place to live and all that. I'm honestly just trying to figure out, like, it's not even a new normal because of the, the coronavirus. It's a new normal because I'm in a different stage of my life, so it's just double the stress of all that yeah. so instead and in, in lieu of me not being able to go to los angeles and find a place even though i probably could apartment hunt online but i mean who wants to do that so i paid ten dollars to change my location on tinder and i changed it to los angeles now i'm not catfishing because i will be moving to los angeles and these i, I changed in my bio that i and currently quarantined in North Carolina, will be in Los Angeles later this summer, like yeah. moving back. Um, and let me tell you, Hannah, you were right, I believe. <laughs> wow, finally admitting that I was right this entire time about how you needed to just wait until you got to LA to find someone to date because you're going to have more options. So the men, the 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 men are immaculate. Like in their looks, let me tell you, 
these men now granted a lot of them are like actors filmmakers like the same shit that I'm out there trying to do and so I'm like it's not really that exciting I mean it's exciting but it's like we're just like everybody else kind of thing mm-hmm. um but one I feel like the men are just like they just are more beautiful there's you know I feel like I'm dating within my league and yeah <laughs> it's interesting because I highly recommend anybody like if I mean unless like you want to like lead somebody on but doing like changing your location like that because I'm just just the idea of me doing that like they have to wait so many months until I move out there mm-hmm. and so and if they really like they keep talking to me like some of them asked for my number and I've been talking to them like texting them and everything but it's like hmm if you really are interested in me that means you have to talk to me for like three months like text me like facetime me and I'm just like wow that's a lot for me to do I have no interest in really doing that (laughs) I mean it, it shows that you're not just you know in it for like a brief moment like you actually like interesting yeah. and to know me so it's very intriguing i've seen a lot of vine stars on there i matched people. with one i matched with one vine star and um i was like fuck it says I'm, I, <laughs> it says in my profile like can quote like any vine or whatever <laughs> so i was like oh shit but i didn't tell him that I, I knew he was from vine so we'll just see like if he picks up on it or whatever and i was like going through like who his friends were on instagram because i looked at his instagram and i was like shit he's friends with david dobrik holy shit you gonna get you a tesla i need a tesla <laughs> i need one I too so like hit me up like <laughs> i don't see this one going anywhere because of that <laughs> i don't really want to date somebody who is like that though it's just intriguing some of them like you know like i've seen I haven't, I haven't seen really anybody, like, famous, famous. Like, if they're famous, they're, like, like a YouTuber or they're, like, yeah. a, like, a smaller YouTuber or, like, they are, like, on Vine or something like that. Or, like, they're Instagram people. Like, actual famous people are only going to be on Raya. And I just want to get to that level where I can download Raya. I had an invite. Like, Raya is, like, for celebrities only. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, like, invited to join it. Like, somebody who is on the app already has to give you a referral code, even for your application to be considered to Mm -hmm. get on it. And I had a referral code because I got it from... I got it from Alana Davison. I'll just say it. Like, Mm -hmm. she's a YouTuber. Like, I Snapchatted her one day. I was like, hey, yo, girl, can I get your referral code for Raya? And she gave it to me. And and, uh, I downloaded it, but, like, my application's still pending because I'm not famous enough or whatever. Yeah. So, one day... One day I will get on Raya. That is my goal in life. I don't care if I'm in a relationship. I just want to see who's all see on, who's there. on there. <laughs> I mean, apparently like Demi Lovato and like all those kind of people, like they're on there. So I'm like, I just want to see who's on there. I know, yeah. you know, fucking Rob Pattinson ain't on there, but a girl can dream, honestly. <laughs> True. <laughs> so that's what my escapades have been lately. And I, oh, I did do something else recently. And I was going to mention it on the podcast. What'd you do? <laughs> so you know how like in last week's episode, we said, don't text your ex during oh, quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I texted my ex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I texted the actor literally like a two days ago um, as we're recording this. And it wasn't like anything like I wanted to like, you know, like romantically or anything like that. It was honestly like, hey, 
I have this like job opportunity. Can you look at like my like work, my, my script or whatever, like as a professional like actor and everything like that. So that's, it was very like platonic yeah. and, you know, friendly. He did like keep the conversation going. It was like, you know, what you been up to? And I'm like, dude, it's only been a couple of weeks. I ain't really up to much, but I'm a, I ain't doing much over here. I'm going to make it seem like I'm living my best life. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we said, like, don't text your ex during quarantine, but, like, also do as we say, not as we do. That's what I always live by. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> That's what I always recommend. What else has been going on with you? Literally nothing. We're transitioning back into the office. been taking some continuing education courses. I did talk to my producer, so we're going to um, set some times yes. to record because at this point, I... I'm not really nervous to go places, to be honest. Well, you, so. you also, you wrote an upbeat song. Yeah, true. Well, more of just like Which, a chorus, but... But still, <laughs> it's upbeat. And I for know. those of you, if you have never listened to Hannah's music, I, lo- I, I she has a great voice and she has a great style and everything like that. But I'm always like, can I get me like an upbeat dance song? I know, I know. <laughs> I, need a, I need a roll your windows down in the car kind of song, but... Yeah, so I texted him, so we're going to try and get together soon. Honestly, not much. I'm really tired of takeout, and I'm really tired of eating cooked food. I'm really tired of eating in general. Eating cooked food? Do you want to eat raw food? No, just just like eating, period. Like, I'm I'm done. You just want to I just, you know, I just want to like be like that girl who thinks she's a breathitarian. Like I just want to breathe. And Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. There's some girl in the world. I don't know where she's from. She like says she's a breathitarian. She like doesn't eat food. She lives on breathing. I don't know. It's real. It's real odd. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Yeah. So look her, look her up. I think she's like the girl that is like the human Barbie. I could be totally wrong and totally oh, off. So okay. like. If that's her name, then like I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I'm just tired of eating, <laughs> which I never thought I would say that. I'm but tired of like just eat, eating the same thing. Yeah, or like trying to decide or like cooking. where to get takeout from whenever it's takeout night. That's like been really annoying because some places are like really solid with their takeout food. And then some places it's just not a thing. Like they need to just, op- they just need to open back up and let people come in. Bruh, do you know how upsetting it was with the day I graduated? I was like dead set. There's just one restaurant here in town that does amazing steaks and I don't eat steak. Like I don't eat beef. Mm-hmm. And this one restaurant, I'm like, I really love their prime rib. Like it is amazing and it's like the place we go to like for celebrations and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i was like day i graduate this is what i want we're getting this takeout i don't care if it's steak i don't care if it's like a little cold when i get back home like i just really want this one and they were like yeah we're not doing takeout that's so frustrating and i was just like that's all i want and so my dad's like well do you want to get steak from somewhere else and everything i was like like i literally like it was to the point i was like i could not think of anything else and I was just like, like, I don't want anything else. Like, I just really wanted this one thing. And so they, like, surprised me, but their surprise was um, Texas Roadhouse. So, not the same. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. I feel like any place like that's kind of hard with takeout probably, too. Like, to keep it good. According to my mom, though, their takeout system was very efficient. They had stations. It was sanitary. I was like, thanks, mom. That's not really what matters to me right now. I know. <laughs> I really wanted some garlic mashed potatoes and a prime rib. That's really what I wanted, and I don't get that. <laughs> Today, we wanted to kind of do an episode about fighting 
because, I mean, I feel like everybody is, like, at their wit's end right now with everything that's going on, whether you're quarantined, you've been quarantined for a couple weeks, and your patience is wearing thin with the people you're quarantined with, or whether or not, like, you're just fighting with family in general, or <laughs> whatever it may be. I know that I haven't had many fights, like, with in like my friendships or relationships as of lately but i know like hannah you're great at fighting <laughs> i don't mean that like a bad way you're also an aries so like that's yeah. like your dominating trait is just like <laughs> fighting. but we really wanted to talk about like oh, different ways to like fight healthy and be better at it be better at communicating because that's like the number one thing we always preach on this podcast is communication and how do you actually do that how do you communicate your feelings and thoughts properly without getting overly emotional and letting unresolved anger and resentment take over. I know when I get angry, like I cry and I hate that about myself so much because I feel like people like just don't take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm not upset. Like I'm just angry and like, I can't stop it. And I've gotten so angry before that I blacked out kind of, and not like I, I remember it happening, but like, I remember not being in control of my body at that mm-hmm. moment. It was just someone, I don't even remember what the person said to me. It was a friend of mine and he just said something and I snapped and a friend actually had to intervene and like deescalate the situation, like get between us. And I think I've, I've only gotten like violent once in my life during an argument. And that was due to like a guy friend at the time. He said something that triggered me and it was flat out just like straight up disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like what he said, like, was a triggering statement and like i warned him that if he kept edging me on i would slap him and then he continued to edge me on so i backhanded him <laughs> and like everybody around us was like oh, oh shit i didn't think she was gonna actually do that like no one stopped me that was the thing no one stopped me and yeah. it was because i wasn't around like you and like other our other close friends like it was around like people i was just newly friends with and they were like oh we didn't think she was actually gonna go there but she did. Well, I just want to clarify that like, neither one of those like was a relationship though. They were both like just former male friends of mine that like we were like in like a fighting, like we were get- talking back to each other and then it just kept escalating and no one was like de-escalating the situation. So that's me when I get in fights. Yeah. What are you like? Like I know you're an Aries and like anger, anger pulses through your blood. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely a very impulsive fighter. I feel a lot of feelings very deeply. And so if someone says something that like hurts me or makes me very angry, I will typically go off. I feel like part of it is due to like that deep feeling of being hurt. And the other part is that I'm just really sassy and I'm very blunt. And some people would say that's a good thing. And I often will agree with them because I think it gives less confusion in the situation. But some people don't respond well to like bluntness and being sassy. That's why I I wonder sometimes like... Like, if, because I know, like, we saw in the Enneagram episode that you're a nine, which you are for sure, like, peacemaker person. Mm-hmm. But I, like, always wonder if, like, your wing is an eight or a one. Yeah. Because I think I could I'm probably go either way. Like, yeah. I feel like it depends on the situation. I feel like I probably lean more towards someone just as, yeah, like, my you're... overall personality. But I think in fighting, I probably am more of, like, an eight. You're also, like, Scorpio rising or something like that. We deduce that. So, like, yes. it's just, like, full-on, like, chaos with Hannah, honestly. <laughs> I think it, like, really stems down to the fact that, like, I'm not afraid to say it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that way. 
I'm also like you in the sense that I will cry when I'm mad. I've always cried when I get really, really, really upset um, or like I'm really mad. Like there's like two different degrees to me. It's the mad where I just go off and I'm like fiery and sassy and blunt. And then there's the mad where like I'm so angry that I just cry. And so I, I can go, I can go both ways. I don't think you've ever seen me cry from being mad. I'm 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 trying to think if I ever have. My family and my boyfriend have seen me cry from being mad. I try not to show that part of me because I don't like that part of me. And I feel like same as you, like people don't take me seriously or they say, oh, I'm such a baby or, you know, those kind of comments. You saw it on my birthday last year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the first time I've seen you do that. So. Oh my God. My, my parents see it all the time just because, and I think it goes back to like triggers and things like that. Like we all have different things that set people off Mm -hmm. and each, depending on like who says it and like how they say it and what it is, I think it can set off like different levels of like anger right um yeah to where i think i think anybody could get to the point where they black out and like they lose control and i mean is that healthy no no like yeah that instance for me like when i did that was freshman year of college Mm -hmm. so like i'm 18 like i don't know what therapy is yeah (laughs) i don't know how to control my emotions and i think it also depends on like what house type of household you grew up in Mm -hmm. and like how your family handled like fights and things like that and yeah I think that it all comes down to that. I just want to clarify, like, that this is all said very easily, but things are not this easy when you're seeing red and you are really pissed the fuck off. The hope, like, when it comes to conflicts and, like, fights, like, with people you're, like, in relationships with or, like, friendships with, the hope can't be that fighting is completely eliminated altogether. That's literally impossible. And so we want to be able to give you guys the tools so you can feel prepared and go ahead and establish a healthy communication routine with your partner so future scenarios are hopefully de-escalated and you can get your desired outcome in the end yeah i kind of want to bounce off that i feel like because of the way i fight with being so like impulsive and blunt well let me back up i feel like i try my best not to be disrespectful and not be rude but i'm not perfect in that so like sometimes i will say something that is a little bit disrespectful or rude mm-hmm. but i feel like my ability to communicate how i'm feeling in the moment has significantly decreased the amount of fights that I've had with people that I love. And I feel like anytime I step away from a fight and I think about it and I sit on it, I have more fights. Yes, I fight with people, but in my relationship in particular, Mm -hmm. we don't have that many fights. And I think Mm -hmm. that it stems from the ability that I have to communicate how I am feeling immediately, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. it also probably it helps that your boyfriend has a very similar language to you mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes we, to fighting. Yeah. I think when people don't have that same, like, wavelength of, like, I guess, like, fighting language, I guess, or, mm-hmm. like, the same tools and weapons that they use when they're fighting, it's where it can get worse. Yeah. And you don't know how to navigate it. But when you both are the same way, like, I dated somebody, like, the doctor, like, he was the kind of person where he wanted to back first like there's some most fights i can just walk away from for a bit take some time not like days but like i'll take a couple hours and figure out what i want to say and then get back to you and like go through my thoughts so i'm not as reactive but there are moments where it's like no like we're here in person like this is something that we need to talk about like i want to talk about this right now i'm not trying to have a fight i'm just trying to have a discussion with Mm -hmm. you you are wanting to walk away from me and you are wanting to take time to yourself and like i understand that but that 
for this scenario, that is not the time to do that. Right. And he yeah. would never get that. And he would take days. And it's just like the more time you're taking, like for this particular scenario, which is who we were as a couple and our relationship and everything and where our future was, like the longer you take away from that, the more paranoid I'm going to get. And I know that's not your fault. That's not your responsibility to take care of. But you have to understand, this is what's going through my head. I'm communicating that with you. You're not respecting that this is what I, how I feel at this point. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's also, it shouldn't take you, like, days to figure out what you want to do with me and, like, where you see this going. You should, like, that shouldn't take you days to figure out. Yeah, very like, valid. Like, if it was something else, it's like, I'm moving across the country. Are you coming with me? That I can understand, like, taking days to figure out, like, how to go about that. But it's, like, I'm asking you, like, do you want to have a future with me? Do you want to keep dating? Mm -hmm. And you are needing a couple days to figure that out. You're not into me then. Yeah. Basically. And this fight is stupid. And I don't see the point of it, basically. (laughs) But, I mean, to go off of that, I think that these are fights. And especially, I think, a lot of fights for most couples happen, like, in the early stages. And that's especially, like, when things are a little bit more like you tiptoe around it a little bit more there's a chance that you're probably like terrified to express yourself at this point because you don't know each other well and you don't know each other's boundaries and you sometimes can tiptoe around that line and you have to understand men are inherently dumb yes all men <laughs> but like i mean just guys are not as intuitive as women when women fight we can pick up on each other's like body language we can pick up on each other's tone even through text i think most of the time like there's been some times where, like, me and you, like, we've talked and, like, there's been a miscommunication, like, underneath the subtext or, like, the tone of yeah. the text. But, like, once we understand that there's a miscommunication, it's like, oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Sorry. God, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I hate texting. I sounded like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, which is why so many women send, like, exclamation points and fucking emojis because it's a better way for you to understand, like, what we're saying and you can understand the context. Yeah. Like, if there's an LOL at the end of it, you know that I'm not serious. But if, right. like, there's a period, it's like. I know. <laughs> shit (laughs) it's like all right how can i de-escalate this real quick (laughs) yeah so it's just like men are never gonna pick up on that and they pretty much will just be like are you okay is something up at least once i've dated they will actually just like straight up have never been like that oh (laughs) yeah i've i've always well okay the guy i'm dating he's very he's the exception to the not being intuitive he's very intuitive Mm -hmm. which is sometimes annoying because like sometimes i'm like i really don't want to talk about it and you already know exactly that i don't feel good Mm -hmm. or like something's Mm -hmm. up and Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that there's just most of the guys i've dated in my in my situation like when i am like feeling like a moment like discontent or like unsettled and i am more petty about it and i bring it up in that kind of way they don't pick up like that i'm like upset they're just like or they don't even care to ask they're just like well she seems fine actually you know and it's just like you're so oblivious you're so oblivious like clearly i am not and to any girl it'd be like no dude like she's not cool like with you going out with the boys tonight but it's just like you are so just like not here like you're not thinking and that's another thing too like when you are fighting with somebody you're you are thinking in a different part of your brain like you're using different like synapses or whatever the fucking terminology is Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i don't think people always think about that that you have to worry about like how you come across to somebody, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I know like you're really good about this. Like whenever you've had disagreements, like with your boyfriend, like you can handle having a conversation like via text because neither one of you can sometimes be available to talk over the phone or in person because you like have different schedules. Mm -hmm. But my thing is I always say like, don't 
started over text and that's just from my past experience that I've had with fighting and with guys like I never text a guy expecting a specific response because you will never get it in my opinion everything can like feel like a landmine like in the early stages because you don't know what is going to set this person off and you want to feel you want to feel heard and get your emotions across then I think handling this kind of conversation is best in person so I think when you send an instigative text like K or no worries, it's cool, or all right then, which I've gotten before, and that just makes my blood boil. It's like, all right then with a period, it's like, fuck you, like what, like, mm, I hate that. And I don't think guys think about, like, how girls are going to overanalyze how it, Yeah, that. how it comes across to us, because yeah. to them, they're like, oh, whatever, like, it okay, is what it all is. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, all right then, I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> I, like, read the tone that I would say it in. Like, yes. Yeah, it's like, not even, like, they probably are like, all right then, like, it's cool, like, no big deal, but I'm like, all right then. My mom still will text people K, and I'm just like, do you not realize that, like, that is, like, the most, like, destructive word, like, letter, not even a word, letter in the English alphabet. Like, it's also saying K, like, genuinely, like, just saying K, I think, is, like, the most, like, butthurt thing ever, too. Like, it's literally so petty. Like, if you, like, meaning, like, K. So, like, I spell out okay, like, okay, A, Y, Y, And that, most y, of the time, y, I'll be y. like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, here's the thing. If a girl sends that to a guy, he's not gonna read into it like you are, I think. Yeah, they're not that, going to. The, they don't. And... I think guys also, but I think in the reverse, like, guys need to think about how a girl's going to receive that text. Like, here's my thing. If you have a fight over text or you're thinking about sending a certain text, take a step back for a moment and just consider how that text would sound to you if you got it. And this is why, like, I send Hannah, like, all of my, like, texts before I send <laughs> Like, them. is this okay? Does this sound good? How, <laughs> would, you, like how would you react? Does, is, this, <laughs> is this too much? Should I change it? I mean, because, like, I've gotten texts that have triggered the shit out of me and I want to be a bitch and I want to snap back mm-hmm. like i'm a fire sign you piss me off i see red but also shout out to my therapist <laughs> because i learned that it isn't healthy and i had to actively fight my instinct to snap back every single time just because you're angry doesn't mean you're right so are you gonna feel like an idiot after you send that that's what i always kind of think about because I've, I've definitely done that like i'm like oh god like why did i say that like i was like racking off my emotions and not thinking rationally and logically and i've dated so many people who think more logically rather than emotionally Mm -hmm. so how they perceive this is not going to be the same way that i am thinking it means right that makes sense yeah no it does so like if you read the text the next day like would you be embarrassed and i mean like if you want to like let them know like you're like so if somebody's like texting you and they have a problem with you and you don't feel like you're replying to that message right then turn your red receipts on Mm. i mean that can be Mm -hmm. you because it can be this can be construed as super fucking petty or not it depends on how you view it because i think if somebody was to do it to me i'd be pissed off but it's acknowledging that you're not being ignored though because they've read the text message right and their reason so either it's one it's like you could just text them and be like i've seen this but i'm choosing not to respond to this right now i will talk to you later or like you could just like leave your red receipts on and be like i see you. i acknowledge it i'm not dealing with this right now It just depends on how you view it. Um, Some people view red receipts as super, like, petty and, like, mean. But I think it depends on who you're with or who you're dating. Yeah. I'm really also – I (laughs) – this is a total tangent, but I'm really bad with red receipts. That's why mine are off because I'm really bad to open a text when I'm, like, super busy. And Mm -hmm. then I 
forget about it completely. And then I like don't respond, but I don't want them to think I'm ignoring them because I genuinely like, like I'm so bad about doing that. Like right before therapy session, I'll open it. And then I just like put my phone away and then don't respond until I get another, like a follow-up text. (laughs) If the guy's a fuck boy, leave the red receipts on. If the guy's a fuck boy, leave the red receipts on. Also, you should just leave the situation with them anyways i'm talking about like saying you're trying to trap a fuck boy okay like say you're trying to like trap a fuck boy even though we know that never happens and you shouldn't but still let's say you're like bored on a tuesday and you're just like (laughs) i don't know taco tuesday you got your margarita you got your trapping (laughs) plan like you are ready there you go just leave your red receipts on and i think it, it just just watch his mind implode because he's just gonna be like why the fuck is she not replying to me like what's going on like yeah and it's just, it's just i mean yes it's strip manipulation i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> i mean manipulating fuck boys is fine i think in my opinion that that's that that one just goes over the head it's fine i think with texting i think it depends on the situation entirely i think this is where we differ a little bit in how we handle fights i think some discussions are fine via text like if you're at work or you're busy or you can't call them or see them in person like with my boyfriend we're on completely opposite schedules the majority of the time so i feel like little fights if you want to call them that is fine but i think if there's little like tiffs. A, like little tiffs like you said something that you did something that annoyed me like i'm gonna go ahead and just address it because if i sit on it it's gonna become bigger than it actually is and there's no need Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. but i think if it's like a real big issue then obviously face to face is the best way to handle that i am really bad at sending an immediate text but i'm starting to get better about like rereading it before i send it and making sure that i try my best to get my thoughts across without sounding like a bitch But again, Mm -hmm. like I'm not perfect with that. I'm still working on that. But I also think it is important to consider like, is this text worth it? Is it going to make things better? Is it going to create distance? Is it going to create tension? And then like thinking about all these things and then deciding if it's appropriate to send based on that, like, is this just going to make things worse or is it going to let them know how you're feeling? And I, I, I think there's a nice way to say, hey, X, Y, and Z is bothering me. But I think... With the texting part of fighting, I think you really have to consider your comfortability with the person. Like, I think if you've been dating somebody for a month, it's probably not the best idea because you're not at that comfort level with them quite yet. But if you've been dating somebody for a year or two years, like you pretty much know that person and how they would react to a text like that. So I think it's just important to use your best judgment with texting whenever you're in a fight. Yeah, I think there's been multiple times where I have, like with the college boy, I tried to like have a conversation with him. Like it was genuine. Like I was like, this is an issue and I want to address it and I need to talk to you about it. And he hated confrontation. And so he would, I'd be like, can you come over like today? And like we talk about it or like the next day or something like that. And then like, the time would come and he wouldn't show up and i would text him like what the fuck dude like mm-hmm. now you're just adding this on top of this and i'm just like he's just like i just like can we just have a can we just talk over text and i'm like no because here's the thing you're not gonna reply to me in a timely manner because you're gonna hear what i have to say you're not gonna like it and, and then i'm not gonna get a reply if it's in person you have to get, what are they gonna do to stand there and ignore you <laughs> like, i can't hear you like <laughs> i'm sorry was that the wind <laughs> 
I'm hearing what? The, what? Is that the wind? <laughs> Someone talking? I'm sorry. What? Like, so that's why I prefer more in-face conversations like that. Yeah. There were times when I was dating the actor, like, there were issues that I wanted to bring up, like, as far as, like, establishing, like, boundaries. And these were things I'm like, I'm not going to say this over text. But, like, even, like, certain conversations, like, you want to mention your boundaries or you want to mention the things that trigger you and stuff like that. But, like, you're going to get a better reaction, I think, in person via over text message where they can see your face. They can see your emotions. We're in quarantine. FaceTime then or something like that. Have yeah, a conversation yeah. over the phone just so they can hear your voice and hear certain inflections because I do think that inflections and things like that matter and can make or break a situation or an argument. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think especially, like, within, like, the early stages of dating and you are trying to say like say like they are not doing something or they are doing something and it does upset you like you said like you will bring it up like over text or something like that but i think there's some people who are afraid to bring it up in general because they don't know how to handle it and it's almost like withholding like their feelings in a way when you're being petty and withholding your feelings in the early stages it's not going to get you anywhere you may feel emboldened to send that text because it doesn't feel as risky as an in-person discussion but we tend to think that you're more likely to get that desired outcome when you can see that person face to face and see their reaction also they can't run away or ignore you like they would potentially in a text because here's the thing if you're afraid to express your feelings and your wants and needs because this person might leave then that's not your person if you want someone to call you more you should probably tell them something like i was hoping to hear from you and saying something like that doesn't feel needy it feels like you have expectations and they need to rise up yeah i think like the fact is if you're acting petty like a petty bitch and you're just being vindictive because you're not getting your way then that's your problem because your partner can't read your fucking mind like if you are a little bit more assertive and you know what you want and you kind of take control and take the lead i think guys will respond to that i think they do appreciate it when certainly like a woman like knows what she wants and is not afraid to go out of limb and be like hey like this is what i need like these are my standards you're not meeting them and basically, like, it's not, like, so com- so much, like, calling them out on their bullshit, even though, like, it low-key kind of is. But to them, it's just, just, like, no. Like, I think of myself as this kind of person. I'm the kind of person where I appreciate when someone does this. Like, with the actor, he would ask me to come hang out like sometimes and just ask me like last minute and that's fine every now and then I don't mind being spontaneous and doing that but when it came to majority of our plans were like that I was like hey I need you to text me like in advance and like schedule a time to see me not just like on a whim kind of last minute thing uh just because like it doesn't it conflicts with what's going on in my life I'm trying to have a routine I'm trying to maintain a normalcy in my life right now and I need you to like make an effort and like plan a date, something like that. And he was like, no worries. Like this was just kind of like, I didn't know like what the vibe was. And like, he understood. And I was like, I can be that easy going, kind of go with the flow kind of girl. But if you want me to come over, hang out like for a long period of time and like actually like, like spend the night, do something like that. Like, I need to know in advance. I can't just do a last minute stuff like that. Yeah, I had that same I had that same conversation with my boyfriend like a couple weeks ago because like with this quarantine, it's been kind of just like up in the air like, oh, you're off this day and I'm off this day. Like, let's just hang out. And then it's hard for me to plan the rest of my day when I don't know like when we're going to hang out, I guess. So yeah. I was like, hey, like I need you to like 
if we're going to hang out on Friday, I need you to text me Friday morning and say, okay, like tentative plan, like come over around five, because then I'm like, okay, I can help my parents do X, Y, and Z, or I can work on paperwork until X, Y, and Z time. And Mm -hmm. then after that time, I can say, no, I can't do this. Like my time is dedicated to you at this point. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I had that same conversation and he was like, oh yeah. And he's been so much better about it. He was just like, he needed me to tell him, but like I said, like I am the same with you. Like I'm fine being spontaneous. Like if you randomly text me, I'm not doing anything like, sure. Yeah. I'm more than happy. Like I want to hang out with you and want to see you, but yeah, I am a very much type a person. So I need that structure. Yeah. And I think like for me, like with my scenario, it was just like, you're still trying to get me. You don't have me yet. Mm-hmm. Like if we were in a relationship, I don't mind doing all that, like all the time, but it's like, you're still trying to win me over. You're still yeah. trying to get me. Therefore put in a little bit more fucking effort. <laughs> in a way and i think that like if you mention this it's gonna show a guy that you respect yourself more they're gonna respect your time more and especially if they like you if they don't like you you're not gonna see anything reciprocated and then you know that that's not your person but if a guy likes you he's gonna want to level up and meet the standards that you are holding yourself at and i think that I mean, stuff like that, like, I feel like some girls, and I'm speaking, like, I'm preaching to the choir because this is, this is me, but, like, some girls, me, I I have a problem doing that because it's bare minimum action that we're asking for, yet today's day and age, it feels like a lot Mm -hmm. just because of how, like, society is nowadays, and I think, depending on, like, your past as well, too, so I think that most guys will be attracted to a woman who is more assertive and who is, like, more like, I know what I want, like, this is what, how I should be treated, you either treat me like this or I'm gone, then there are some guys who are, they could like you, they could be another fuckboy, and I think for me, like, with the doctor, there was a moment, like, when we first, like, had our, like, we defined the relationship or whatever, we DTR'd, like, two months in, I was like, you're about to leave to go backpack across, like, the Grand Canyon for, like, a month. W- like, what are we? Like, wh- where is this going? Because, like, I know where I think this is going. This is what I want. And he was just like, I have a fear of commitment. Like, you guys know the story. And I was like, okay, that's not what I want. This is what I want. I have no interest in seeing anybody else. All I want to see is you. You're not seeing anybody else. You don't, you haven't seen anybody else since we started dating. So let's face it. You don't got that much game. So I really don't think you're going to find anybody else while we're dating. So, um, (laughs) but like he took it in a very different way than I was expecting him to. And I'm not afraid to be like, no, like, I know what I deserve. I know what I want. I know my value. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into how I, that changed <laughs> down slippery slope in a second. But I want to say that, like, when after we had this discussion, he was just like, you're a lot more, like, aggressive and like, assertive than I thought you would be. And that took me for a loop. I was like, excuse me? He's just like, I just thought you'd be, like, more passive. And I was like, oh, sweetie, if you're wanting a passive bitch, you ain't looking at the right one, honey. Yeah, this is no, not no, it. No, 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 no. This is not like, it. That's the thing. And I was just like, I'm fine with being not the one who wears the pants in the relationship, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm a very assertive and controlling and type 8 person in the group like i'm very much a, more of a dominating personality in my work and everything else in my life in my relationship i am fine with being like the beta i am fine with not being the alpha in that dynamic and it just takes a really really strong alpha man to be able to take that position and 
or else I will be the more assertive one and I will be the alpha in the relationship and I will be the one that wears the pants in the relationship. I'm also fine with doing that as well. Mm-hmm. You just had to pick which one you want to be. Are you fine with me being the one who wears the pants in the relationship? Because I'm fine with it. Are you fine with it? If you're not, you're. I don't think you're going to be strong enough to be the alpha in the relationship, basically. Right. Yeah. And I definitely have learned how to weed out guys who, like, I can tell when a guy is fine with me being the more like pant wear bringing home the bacon kind of person if that makes sense yeah yeah but what like how do you feel about like when people withhold like their wants their needs like their emotions and their feelings and they act petty or that um i think it is one of my biggest pet peeves i am and have always been a firm believer in making your feelings known i've been with people in the past who just could not get there with me or they would not get there with me they would never Mm -hmm. tell me like how they were feeling what was up and they were incredibly passive and i don't do well with passive people i just (laughs) i don't i think that it is a cop-out for how you are telling someone how you feel. I think it is the easy route to passively make comments. And I just, I don't do well with that. I've never done well with that. And I, and I learned very quickly that I could not be with somebody who was that way. And so some people just don't like to talk about their feelings or things that upset them. And that's fine, but I do. And I need that in a relationship of any kind, whether that's like a friendship, my family with my boyfriend, Because I am so open and honest, I need someone who will also be that way with me. Also, like Emily said, if you feel like you can't talk to the person that you're with and you feel like you have to withhold how you're feeling, then that's just not your person. And I think it's like time to get out of that. Yeah, I definitely think that we are both people who don't like meek people. (laughs) That is a great way to put it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. People who withhold themselves. Like tiptoe on like eggshells around you and like are like 50% of who they actually are. Like I don't, I don't enjoy that. And this, this is the thing. And it's so weird now that I'm thinking about it, like in relationships because of like baggage that I have, because of trauma that I have, because of going off past scenarios. And I know that I'm in therapy. I've tried to work on this. It's just like giving every relationship a new like foundation that it's not just because this happened in the last relationship doesn't mean it's going to happen in the next one, even though like we're going to get into that because <laughs> you can tell me that time and time again, I'm going to deny that because I'm like, nope, history has a way of repeating itself. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's interesting because if somebody was... Anytime someone has done that with me, where they withheld their feelings, I, it makes me angry. Because it's just like, like with the doctor, like in apparently, allegedly, according to him, within the last month of our relationship, he was losing feelings for me. He was, and he was trying to gain it back by being more romantic with me. And that was him withholding his feelings. And I'm like, no, like, that feels like you were lying to me because you are leading me on to think that you're falling deeper in love with me, yet you are losing it. You're going the complete opposite direction. So you're withholding that from me. And that hurt me even more. And I think of even times with friends when they like, it's almost like holding resentment in a way because you're withholding like how they, if I've done something to offend them and now like it's coming out that I've done this. And it's just like, well, why, why didn't you feel like you could come and talk to me about this? Yeah. Like, and I agree with that completely because I feel like 
I try to be very empathetic and very understanding. And so it really ticks me off when like if I do if I'm doing something over and over again and you never bring it up to me, I am I don't know that I'm doing it. And so Mm -hmm. it makes me mad because I'm like, well, why didn't you just say something? Like, well, it's just like, how are you, how is somebody supposed to correct it? How is somebody supposed to correct their behavior if you never bring it up? And then you wait months and months and then you're just like all pissed at each other. And I'm like, this is dumb. We could have fixed this after time one or two. Like, just tell me. It just also makes me feel like you can't hand, I can't handle like the truth. Like you have to tiptoe around me because you don't think I can handle, I'm not a mature adult and I can't handle you losing feelings for me. Then tell me. I'm a mature, like, I don't, I just want to let her down easy. That, I hate when people say that. I just want to let her down easy. I'm like, no, it's bullshit. Like, she can handle it. I promise you. She can fucking handle it. She was a bad bitch before she met you. She will keep being a bad bitch after you. Yeah. <laughs> let the poor girl know. And I, I feel digress. Like, <laughs> and I feel like some of it is, like, a person's own issue with confrontation. Like, if you really yeah. just not, you just can't do that, then, like, honestly, it's kind of, like, I don't want to say it's your fault, but, like, if you can't tell me that I'm doing something that's upsetting you, then I'm never going to know and I'm never going to be able to change that. And if you determine whether or not we're going to continue with a relationship or friendship based on that because I'm not changing my behavior that I don't know is wrong, then, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of in your, like, that's in your court and, like, that's your decision because you never brought it up to me in the first place. Yeah, because so. I definitely have to recorrect a lot of my trauma because a lot of stuff has happened to me where I did express my needs and my wants and how I was feeling. I was then therefore punished for it by either being ignored or being yelled at. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking, like, relationships. I'm not talking, like, friendships or family dynamics. Right, yeah. Where, like, they didn't like that I called them out on their bullshit and so now, and so that's where it came from, where it's just like, okay, how do I rewire my brain in a way to realize that this person I'm talking to is not the same? And I think that establishing that stuff, like like boundaries super early on help with that. And it's just like, you have to be co- completely communicative with me and where this is. Like, don't waste my time. That's what I always say to guys. Like, don't embarrass me. Yeah, don't embarrass me. Don't waste my time. <laughs> don't waste my time. And don't teach me a lesson. I'm done with lessons. That was one thing I wanted to make a comment on. I don't think I ever made a comment on this. Remember how, like, this is so such a tangent. I'm so sorry, guys. But, like, remember how when I was going off on a tangent in one of the episodes about learning lessons from men? Yes. And I didn't want to learn any any more lessons after I graduated. Yes. Can we talk about the fact that the actor dumped me two days before I graduated trying to teach me a lesson? And I'm just like, you got the lesson in at that nick of time. He got had, it in at that couple he days. He had it planned out. He just knew. He, just knew. <laughs> he listened to the podcast. He heard it all. It's fine. <laughs> but like, I was like, I'm graduated. No more lessons. So just like, I, I know now that it's just like, there's so many times that even these guys I'm texting on Tinder. It's just like, oh, I don't want to say anything. It's just like, wait, if they don't fucking like what I have to say, then, like, I owe them nothing. That, that's the thing. You, like, especially early stages of dating, they don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that goes both ways. That goes both ways, I want to say that. So, whether or not you establish a boundary and they don't like that boundary, they don't owe you anything to respect that boundary. So, then just leave that person. Like, you don't owe them an explanation for you leaving. Like... I think that's what it comes down to. We say this time and time again, but don't be afraid of establishing boundaries. When you're first dating, and this is like a very unknown territory, like we said, you don't know where the lines are or what the penalties could be at play. So many people are afraid to set up those boundaries because they don't want to offend that other person. But with boundaries, like you have to remember, like you're not offending. It's not to offend the other person. It's to respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And if they are offended by it, then that's not your person. Yep. Like point blank. And... 
I know for me that like, I always feel like boundaries have to be like this huge conversation, <laughs> but they don't have to be. I yeah. think you and your boyfriend are really good at doing it. Yeah, you, it's more just like casual. Like it's just like a casual conversation, honestly. I, I'm always like, we have to sit down. I'm like, here's what happened to me August 8th, 2019. <laughs> I was like, at a bar. The doctor broke up. <laughs> like, I think it has, like, I prepared this whole fucking monologue in my head and it doesn't have to be that way. No. And that's, but, but I think there's so many times where I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to, like, I got this monologue planned. Like, that was the thing <laughs> with, the, with the actor the day he broke up with me. I had this full speech prepared about how, like, I wanted him to text me more and, like, communicate with me in a certain way or whatever. And I had this whole speech prepared. I was like, I'm going to say this, 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 and this. Boom. Closing statement. Boom. Like, Oscar award-winning <laughs> speech. I didn't get to say any of it. And I was offended. <laughs> I was like... Damn it. But that's the thing. Like, I... You kind of, like, bu- you kind of, like, build it up in your head. And, it, like, I think That's going to be this huge thing. Yeah, I think you build up that this interaction is going to be this, like, it's got to be this whole thing. And you have to present it in this, like, perfect way so that they don't... So that they accept your boundary. Um, and so, yeah. like, for me... I had to present it with a bow on the top of it. Yeah, I'm literally just like, hey, I didn't like this. Can you not do this? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm over here writing fucking soliloquies, like, like Shakespeare. Like, I am a big shout not, Thou shalt not <laughs> ignore me when I have, when you receiveth a text. And I'm like, yo, text me back more. Like, <laughs> literally, like. <laughs> I, sh- I, like, I was telling her about this one situation, and she was like, wow, I could never do that. And I was like, bless you. You called him out. On, like, you, you literally called him out. Or, like, you're just, when Hannah gets ignored, she'll just send a double text and be like, Hey, yo, bitch, like, all these question marks. And I'm just like, what's that like? <laughs> like, I only do that if I know he's not busy or the yeah. person is not busy. I do Fair send enough. a lot of follow-up texts, though, because I'm really bad, like I said, to immediately immediately say something. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot X, Y, and Z. And then I've got to, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just, I'm very, like, I just kind of, like, toss it in conversation casually. And somehow it magically just has always worked for me. Um, well, for the most part. Well, and I did, I did it that one time. And you were very proud of me. I was like, look at me establishing a boundary. Aren't you? You were like, I'm so proud of you. I know, honestly. <laughs> just like, I just, took, I feel like we as it women. It took a lot of work. Yeah, I feel like we as women, like, build it up, build it up, build it up. And we've seen, you know, so many of our friends, like, have, you know, issues with, establishing boundaries with people and so we don't want to be the person that ruins the relationship because you wanted to establish a boundary and we build up this huge thing and then if you just casually do it sometimes it it even is isn't even a thing it just depends i think it depends on the person that you are with yeah because i think there's so many times where it's like i don't want to come off as high maintenance Mm. even though the boundary i'm establishing is the fucking bare minimum i'm like bruh i just want you like Give like, me attention. Like, and I, it took me listening to, like, to so much, like, therapy to get this in my head. Like, that asking to see somebody once a week and to get you to text me every day. Like, even just, hey, like, just checking in kind of thing mm-hmm. to realize that's not a lot to ask. That's the fucking doormat. That's where we're at. Like, literally, I'm not asking, like, for you to, like have a five-hour phone call with me, like, every day. I don't want that. God, no. <laughs> but, like, and that was the thing, too. And it comes from with relationships I, that I've been in, like, with the doctor 
where he was like it's and it's a very it's another version of like manipulation i think where i was saying that i was like what we're doing like is a relationship like we are seeing each other once to once a week minimum like sometimes two to three times a week i've met your friends you've met my friends like we're texting every single day feel like we're in a relationship i'm not i'm just wanting you to call me your girlfriend and for you to not see anybody else that's literally what i'm asking for we're going on dates we're not just hanging out at your house like we're doing things and he was just like you know i don't think i can give you like what you're asking for i don't think i can give you a relationship because i don't i'm like i'm literally not asking for anything else what we're doing it's fine with me. Just fucking call me your girlfriend. That's all I'm asking for. I don't... And it's just like, you're making me feel like I'm asking for the world. And it's like almost manipulating me and thinking that I'm being too high maintenance or I'm asking for too much. When literally all I'm asking you is to change your Facebook status and to not sleep with anybody else. Yeah. That's literally all I'm asking. It's, I'm not asking for the world. Yeah. I'm not asking because and I brought this up to my I honestly I talked to my professor about this and like I was just venting to her one day about it and I was just like yeah like I was trying to rationalize it and I feel like a lot of times like when you're fighting anybody can rationalize the truth anybody can rationalize anything within their head and I was just like yeah like we're just not like in an official relationship because you know the next relationship he wants to be in like he he knows that like he doesn't like breakups which shocker no one fucking likes breakups and like unless you're satan but like (laughs) he was just like you know i don't want to i was like you know you know relationships only end in one way you either break up or get married he's like yeah i know that's why like it scares me that's why i don't want to get in a relationship until i know it's for fact that's who i want to be with and my professor's like you know you can date and then figure out if you want to marry somebody like Mm -hmm. that's how it usually works how it works yeah you're not gonna fucking know that you want to be with like you can have that feeling like oh my god like this is the person i'm supposed to be with but until you see that person until you see that person fighting until you see that person like lose something that means that means the world to them until you see them like go through a very high win or a very deep deep loss like until you see those certain like things you are never going to know if this is the person you want to be with. Yeah. And you only get that experience if you date them. So it's just like, it's just another form of manipulation, I think. And if I established a boundary, which I did and then backed away from it, uh, (laughs) it would have been a lot better. I think like the most important like rule about boundaries though, if you take away like anything from this podcast, please let it be this. Don't establish a boundary if you're not ready to guard it. Don't fucking say, I don't do casual relationships. And then the minute he says, oh, I don't do commitment, you change your mind and stick around like I did. Yeah. Because then like, you got to be ready to walk the fuck out. Mm-hmm. The minute you say, I don't like what you're doing, and they are like, tough shit, and you stick around like, oh, okay, that's fine. You just keep doing it. It's fine. It's cool. The minute you stop respecting your boundaries, you are no longer respecting yourself. So don't be surprised when he stops respecting you. Yeah, and that's a really hard lesson to learn. Uh, I did not learn it until I went through it. Yeah, I did not learn it until the end of a four and a half year relationship. And it's probably a lot easier to learn it two months in by establishing that boundary and sticking to it than either one of our scenarios, Mm -hmm. which is why we are saying it because we have been through it and it's not fun. And if you can't establish a relationship early in a relationship, wow, that didn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) You 
can't put a label. Sorry, what? If you can't establish a boundary in the early stages of a relationship with the person that you're with, like there is no hope for you and that person because an entire life with somebody you have to have boundaries. You have to have compromise in certain areas. You yeah. have to be willing to listen and respect that person. And if you can't do that two, three months in a relationship because, one, they've disrespected your boundary or, two, they're just kind of like, eh, don't really care that much, then yeah. how how could you – how can you picture the rest of your life with that person? Because it's not going to be like, I mean, I've from firsthand experience, like established boundaries, they were kind of met. Then things went back to the way they were. And I saw that over almost five years. And I couldn't picture myself having a family and dealing with that at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think it's very important, a very important thing to establish boundaries and stick to them. And they don't have to be crazy. They just have yeah, to be things that are different res- things. Yeah. And you just like th- the ultimate goal is to respect yourself and respect your person that yeah. you're with. Yeah. Like, can you sleep at night knowing like this? Yeah. Like, that's how it is. And I think with some people, like, they get confused. Like, well, what is a boundary? Like, is what I'm asking for a boundary kind of thing? It can be anything as long as like... Whatever it takes for you to feel like you are being respected as a person Mm -hmm. and you tell them, like, this is how I like to be treated, that is a boundary. I don't – saying, like, I don't sleep with anybody until I'm in a committed relationship, that is a boundary. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't get vulnerable or, like, really intimate and, like, open up to people easily until I have a label on our relationship, until I know that there's that sense of security. That's a boundary that I have. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to meet my parents until I know that you are my boyfriend. That is a boundary. Yeah, They look like different things. I want, I know what I want. I want you to text me every single day. I yeah. want, I want you to, I want you to call me once a day. Yeah. It can even be something as simple as saying like, good night, you know, like, yeah, I want, I want to know that you're like in bed safe at home, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those things, it can literally look like anything, but it's just a way to respect yourself and what you want and respect. And if, if somebody gives you a boundary, respecting them. So yeah, vice versa. I think like, I want to put this in here quickly. I, I have read many books on fighting, like, Mm -hmm. because I'm fascinated with like with psychology and relationships and how people interact with each other clearly. Uh, but there's this book called The Moscow Rules, and it's technically, like, all the tactics that the CIA used to beat Russia in the Cold War. But I think it's really interesting because you can apply some of this stuff to relationships and, like, the mindset of fighting. Like, there's books like The Art of War that people have wrote that is literally about, like, the fucking war. Uh, but you can apply it to, like friendships, relationships with people, whatever it may be. But there's one rule in this book. It is once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, and a third time is enemy action. Basically, like, once time is chance, second time is a coincidence, third time it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Basically is what it means. And if by the third time they're doing it and you see that it's a pattern, they're not going to change. It's something that is ingrained within them. And I really, unless they really give a shit about you and they love you and care so much about you, it's really hard for somebody to change, especially in the early stages of dating, because who are you to them? Mm-hmm. Do you call them out on it? I think depending on who it is and depending on if it is a sensitive subject, I think. I don't really know how you call somebody out on that um, because I think sometimes calling people out on certain things like that like if it's a sore subject for them like could set them off but if they care about you they will respect you and i think those are times where you just have to do a lot of introspection yeah if that makes sense yeah no it definitely but, does 
I think when you see somebody like, like if he doesn't text you like immediately, like oh, he waits 48 hours to text you. If it's the first time it's happened is the chance. There's many other things you could be doing. Like, even though we're in fucking quarantine, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, but <laughs> like there's could be a world of things that you're doing and he does it two times. Okay. Like maybe think about it a little bit. Like, okay. Like sure. It's not a big deal, but like, it's a red flag. Keep in the back of your mind. Three times he goes like three days without fucking talking to you. And this is the third time it's happened. Mm, no, I'm noticing a pattern mm-hmm. and it's what is causing this to happen. I don't like it. And then I'll be like, you are doing this to me. This has happened three times already and I don't like it. Yeah. Then this is how it makes me feel. I think attaching that how it makes you feel when they do it will help them to understand and rationalize why why you're upset about it yeah why you're bringing it up Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely when you're fighting in these very early stages of dating you can start to worry and overthink is this over for us but i think the best sign that there is a strong connection is when you don't get that feeling when you feel like it's a comfortable space for you to express how you're feeling and that your partner actually listens and then take that as a sign to not self-sabotage and to commit to the partnership yeah i think like we said like establishing like boundaries and not withholding how you're feeling early on in the relationship will only help because how you address those certain problems will create a pattern for how future arguments will be. And you'll see how your partner's going to react to things like later down the road, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do want to make like a note like on self-sabotaging because it is something that I do a lot with my anxiety mm-hmm. and Hannah's very quick to pick up on it when I do it because like in the very early stages of dating like I will I'll get to that point where I'm just like oh like I don't like this 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 and about him it's just like he can shave a fucking mustache like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Like, I'll get that nitty-gritty about it, and she'll call me out on it. But I'm always waiting for, like, shit to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like, I wonder if it's my gut speaking to me or if it's my anxiety, like, overthinking things. Like, I will criticize and overanalyze the situation to the point where I'm wondering if I'm just manifesting this negative outcome accidentally because apparently that's a thing that can happen. I didn't know that, and then I did research on it, and I was like, yeah, if you keep thinking something's going to happen, eventually it will fucking happen because how you're reacting off of that thought is going to affect what actually happens. And so Mm -hmm. it does not matter whether you want or don't want what you focus on. Whatever you focus on will expand, period. This is not to say don't go into an argument thinking after it you said your piece, things will be okay because you believe things will be okay. Definitely like have in the back of your mind, like the alternative could happen. Like yeah. it always has a chance of happening. They might walk away, but you're also dealing with someone else and their feelings and their emotions and they might not be okay with that. So be prepared and don't self-sabotage. Yeah. I think on self-sabotaging, like I worry constantly. It is my biggest downfall, I think, of me as a human. But especially, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I worry all the time. <laughs> My anxiety is, in, is crippling. Um, Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. But especially in the beginning of relationships, I always have that like, is he going to leave me if I say this? Um, <laughs> and, it, and it really comes down to like patterns that have happened in the past, but I'm much better about it now. But I always will think like, how's he going to respond to this? Why do I feel this way? What is wrong with me? Like I always like kind of, blame Mm -hmm. myself women do that very easily 
Yes, and I I learned that that's a very toxic mindset, and it can create fights for absolutely no reason. Fights that you start because of this lie you've created in your mind, and a lot of times in the beginning of a new relationship, I find myself thinking, this is not going to last. It's too good to be true, Mm -hmm. and then I will almost, like you said, like search for something to be wrong or search for a red flag, Mm -hmm. and I've noticed that I'm better about it now, but I think it has a lot to do with your security in in the relationship. The and I think more, security in who you are too. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, absolutely. And I think the more secure that I feel about myself and I feel about the relationship, the less self-sabotaging I do. Yeah. When I believe that I am a fucking bad bitch, 10, like, mm, like you're dumb. Like if you leave me, you are dumb. Like that's when I get into that mindset that I am a fucking catch, my relationship's a lot healthier. <laughs> way because it's not coming from a place of insecurity the minute i start to doubt what i'm bringing to the table and that if i address this then he's going to leave me i mean i've mentioned this to my therapist so many times about establishing boundaries and she's just like if he leaves you then clearly he doesn't want to be with you and he doesn't like you and why do you want to be with somebody that doesn't like you and so that's where i got into that mindset where it's just like people are always like what do you look for in a person somebody that likes me Mm -hmm. If you don't like me, I don't want to be with you. Like, I think I'm great. You need to get on board with this. Like, Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with confidence. Like, your confidence level. If you are not confident in yourself, then you are going to self-sabotage all of the time. And, like, you just have to find that person that makes you – I think you can feel confident without a person. That's not what I meant. But, like, finding that person who just kind of, like, encourages that confidence and wants to see you be this confident person that you are – you're not going to self-sabotage as much. Yeah. I mean, that's why I date confident people because mm-hmm. it makes me feel that way. There are Because, I mean, there's so many times where there's been scenarios where I start to overanalyze and I start to overthink. But it's shocking. And the first thought, it's never, oh, he met somebody else. Like, there's another girl or anything like that. I'm like, why would he do that when he has me? <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, and so it's never been a worry. It's just that oh, my confidence is a facade because deep down I am super insecure and I'm thinking to the point, oh, he sees past my mask that I have on Mm -hmm. and that he sees the real me and that I secretly am super insecure and I'm not that great. And he is now seeing that for himself and therefore he does not want to be with me. That's what goes on in my head. And that's why I self-sabotage because I the confidence that I have is not as authentic as I would like it to be. Yeah. And that's something that will be a lifelong journey. It will be a lifelong thing that I am working on because, I mean, it goes off of happenstance of my past relationships where they have, I've been the one that's been dumped every single time. Or, like, I just know that things are going to inevitably go wrong so I don't have confidence in my where I am in relationships because I don't have a healthy relationship to base my experiences off of. They're all super toxic or short term or whatever they may be. Yeah. Whereas like with my career, I have I mean, I failed a couple times in my career. Everybody's failed a couple times. But I am so much better at handling rejection and handling that that I know what I bring to the table. I know that my work is strong. And I'm just like, yeah, fucking course I'm going to get it. Like, cool. Like, like, I mean, me applying to grad school, like I had really hardly any doubt that I was not going to get in. Like I knew I was going to get in yeah. because I knew what I was bringing to the table was the shit. And I was like, you're dumb if you don't fucking accept me mm-hmm. because I'm great at this. And that's where like my confidence 
is 100%. With relationships, it's like I need to apply that same mindset to me dating. It's just like I know what I bring to the table as a girlfriend is the tits. I know that I'm amazing. And if you don't fucking see that, you're fucking lost, my dude. And it's just like rewiring that. It's instead of keeping it like the confidence compartmentalized in my life, overexpanding it and every single scenario that I'm in. Yeah. And I think once you do have that healthy relationship with somebody, you're going to have that missing piece of that like confidence level in a relationship. Because I, I really do feel like once you have had experience with that, that like you're going to feel more secure in relationships in general. So, yeah, because I mean, like we both said, like we overthink, <laughs> overassume I will overseem anything. I overseem texts that Hannah sends me. I know, same. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, she's so mad at me. I don't even know what I did. Oh, I feel the tension. I know, but I know you get the text from me that I'm like short and blunt, and you're like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? What did she I do? Hates she hates me. <laughs> Luckily, like, we're the same person on that, though, so it's never like an all out like brawl. <laughs> It's just like if we just mentioned like what's going on, everything would, when we do that, everything's like, oh. If I was just like, okay. hey, I'm really stressed right now. I'll talk about this later. Problem like, solved. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to go play Sims. Goodbye. <laughs> like, it's just like, she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. She hates me. <laughs> That's where it gets to. But like, it literally destroys everything. You can't ever assume what someone is thinking because they could feel as if they are justified within their actions and they aren't doing anything wrong. It's just another Tuesday for them. Like, they're like, this is what I said. Cool. I'm cool. But you're like, fuck you. How dare you? Like, kind of thing. It's just like. How dare you ruin my Tuesday night? Like, I'm just having a hot dog watching the game with the boys. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, like, you can't focus. You're sitting there, like, overanalyzing everything. I mean, like, the 48 hours, like, where people like i've gone like i've texted a guy before and it's just like he doesn't reply within like 48 hours and i'm just like what the fuck did i say that last time i saw him like did i say anything that offended him like and i start analyzing everything and it's just just like he literally is just hanging out with tucker and kyle trying to watch the football game like he saw his phone i was like okay i'll get back to it later and then just forgot because he's a man like that's literally what it is or me i do that too <laughs> yeah same <laughs> which is why red receipts need to be on <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, like, you can't focus. You're spending the entirety just overanalyzing every single text. You're checking their snap score. You're seeing if they looked at your Insta story. It's exhausting. And it's anxiety that could be avoided just by pure communication and by reaching out to this person. If you're not getting mad about it or getting heated over it, then you're literally torturing yourself by being sad over something that probably isn't going on in the first place. I do that all the time. <laughs> and it's so annoying. Sometimes I think we forget that people literally have lives even though right now we some of us don't but mentally they could have a lot going on but still it's going to that negative place of thinking you're being rejected when you probably aren't or you are and they're ghosting you which then you should definitely call them out on but I think it all goes back to the whole self-sabotage thing we just talked about you make up a whole story in your head all you know is what your relationship is like with this person. If they're out with somebody else, so what? What are you going to do? But if you're with someone who is genuine and respects you, you have to assume they aren't out to hurt you or manipulate you. That's the thing that I try to keep in mind, like, with certain people that I'm dating. I'm like, no, like, they haven't given me any reason to think that there's any malintent in their actions. Mm -hmm. And, like, they aren't, like, if they like you, they're not going to try and, like, 
actively hurt you unless they are an abusive person, which we're not condoning here in any scenario. Yeah. But, like, I think you can tell when someone genuinely cares about you. It's just, like, look at look at the facts. Look at what's been presented to you. And, again, with, the like, the pattern thing. Like, if it's just a one-time thing, that I don't genuinely think they're out there to hurt you. And they probably don't know that they are doing something that is hurting you until you address it. And because it's just like, how do you expect change at the end of the day? Well, and if, and if it's really bothering you that much, then just like ask them about it. Like if they do something or they, you know, they went out one night and didn't tell you they were going out with a bunch of boys downtown. It's just something like that. Like something very like random. Mm -hmm. Then just be like, like, Hey, you know, that kind of bothered me. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if you were to just ask them about it then you maybe wouldn't like overanalyze and overthink and overassume like oh they went out to the bar like they probably mm -hmm. hit on some girl like especially if you're not really like established in your relationship that's when yeah. I think that would be like a time where you would be like oh my gosh they went out they probably like talked to a girl the whole time they didn't tell me they were going there was malintent mm -hmm. but if you just ask them or like bring it up to them, it's going to take your anxiety down, number one, and you're not going to mm -hmm. sit there and overanalyze the situation. Now, granted, you're assuming that they're going to be truthful with you. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it kind of, yeah. I think you have to assume, unless they give you any reason to assume that they're not like being yeah. honest with you, you have to trust them. Yeah. That's what it comes down to is trust mm -hmm. because, yeah, they are allowed to go out. Like a guy, like say like a guy goes out to a bar like with his friends and he doesn't tell you ahead of time. One, if he's not your boyfriend, he's allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Two, if he's not your boyfriend, he's also allowed to talk to the girls. Um, but also, if he is your boyfriend, he doesn't have to tell you where he is 24-7, you know? True. So no, it's true. just, yes. like you said, yeah. I think it boils down to trust. Yeah. And it's just like, so what if he, another girl talks to him while he's out at the bar? If he likes you and he wants to be with you, he's not going to entertain it. Yeah. Or he's just going like, to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just have to trust that person. Yeah. And when you overanalyze and over question them and it, it comes it goes back to that insecurity where it's just like now i see that you don't not only you don't trust me you don't trust yourself you don't trust this relationship mm -hmm. and you just are assuming the worst that this is going to happen you're not having any faith in me or the relationship i have dealt with that before like i dated a guy once and i was very as an actress you know i was in a production where i was close with another actor and I had a lot of male friends that were actors, and I made a comment that one male actor was particularly attractive. That is it. One, I'm in a relationship. I'm allowed to notice that somebody else is attractive. I just want to establish that. Just because I'm on a diet doesn't mean I can't look at the menu. But, like, it was him coming from a place of insecurity because he knew that I could do better than him. <laughs> but, like, it was coming from a place of insecurity and jealousy where he didn't like that I was close to all these other guys and I or like my past exes they didn't like that I had many guy friends and it's just like that's unattractive to me that mm -hmm. you are coming from that place of insecurity that you don't trust me enough to make sure I can I, I can take care of myself I can you know I can acknowledge that you know somebody else is attractive but more importantly like yes I work in an industry where I have to be intimate with other people and I had to falsify the intimacy where I'm an actress. I have to kiss people on stage. And if you were not a secure person, yeah, I can understand where you would get jealous with that and you would not like that. But at the end of the day, you have to trust that that is my work. That is not me doing mm -hmm. that. Like it is me, but it's like, that is my work. I, that is not my emotions. They're not tied to that. So when you come to me and you tell me that you don't like that, that, I have male friends or that I have to be intimate like on stage with somebody or on camera 
then you are you don't think that I am faithful then that you don't you assume that I am somebody who will leave you and all these bad malintent things and it's just like no that's not that's not what's being presented I have not given you any reason to think that and you are just projecting your own insecurities onto me now or and, or projecting previous relationships that where that did occur yes. I think that's a lot of a lot of people who do overanalyze and overthink situations, they're bringing in past oh, yeah, things definitely. that have happened. And so they're just like, oh, well, if you're like my boyfriend is could literally talk to a pole like he talks to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm the same way, like I'm a very friendly person. And yes, we're both very flirtatious, but it's never with malintent and we don't do it purposefully. And it doesn't really happen we don't go out mm-hmm. much anymore, but like we're both super friendly. We both make conversation with people. We talk to the opposite sex and it's okay. Like, yeah. I don't think he's going to like leave me at the bar and run off with Susie that he met outside, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to bring up this one scenario, even though I said like, I wouldn't ever talk about the actor that much on the podcast, <laughs> but like there was a situation where one of his male friends was interested in me mm-hmm. and was making very flirtatious comments to me and I did not flirt back but I even though like he wasn't I was not officially with the actor so like I could have done whatever the fuck I wanted I want to establish that but like out of respect and like of both people in this situation I was like I'm not interested in this dude like I'm not gonna flirt back but I am gonna be nice to this person because they are a friend to me and I told the actor I was like hey like your friend is like coming on to me like a lot but the actor didn't get mad at me he got mad at his friend he's just like what the fuck like yeah (laughs) i told you i'm interested in this girl and there there you go flirting with her when i've been seeing her how dare you like what the fuck dude so it's just like that's where that so it's like okay so it's not my fault we're in past relationships i feel like that would have been my fault and so like there was that insecurity to bring it up to him because it's just like i don't want to take the blame for this like god i know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but I feel like that was like the start of seeing a more healthier trend in my dating life. But we've talked a lot about like fighting and like all the stuff that happens in the very early stages of dating. Granted, some of the stuff does continue on into like the long-term stages. Mm -hmm. But Hannah, you've been in very long-term relationships. I have not. So I know this is your area of expertise, but I want to talk about fights like with somebody when you're dating like for a long period of time, like where you're committed, you're serious, you know, the triggers, you know, the boundaries, you know, what line will make them cry. Like, (laughs) you know, how do you navigate that? Like, sure, you're not walking on eggshells anymore, but you can't always say the first thing that comes to your head, I think. So I know that Hannah and I fight differently. So I'm curious about how you go about it with your boyfriend since you are more impulsive and how do you go about timing it all? I think that giving space and air to a situation is better than jumping into it and taking that bait because it's so easy to do that. But how do you go about doing that? So I kind of touched on it earlier, but so my entire family fights in the moment. And I think that's kind of why I'm more of an impulse fighter. We've mm-hmm. never really been the family to step away and think about it and then kind of discuss it. We always kind of say what we're feeling in the moment, and then we will sometimes later realize, like, oh, I was wrong, or, oh, I yeah. probably shouldn't have said that that way, or I shouldn't have taken it to that next step. In my family, we admit that we're wrong a lot. We apologize for our tones, for our words, and I think that's why I'm super comfortable with owning up to when I am wrong in the situation. Mm -hmm. I also have this rule where like, I will not go to bed angry. And I think that's why I'm impulsive and I'm blunt in relationships when there's fights, because I don't want it to drag on for more than 
like in my mind, like 30 minutes is too long. Like I don't want to fight. <laughs> like I, I am not one to sit on it for a couple hours. I just mm-hmm. have never been that way. Mm-hmm. Because if if the person I'm with, if my boyfriend asks me how I'm feeling about something, I am going to be honest with him. And I always try my best to stay calm and collected, but that doesn't always happen. I think discussing it in the moment is also really important because my feelings are raw. And I, and I know that it's not always going to be a pretty fight, but I find that I am most honest and more upfront in mm-hmm. the moment than if I take time to think about it. Because sometimes when I step back and think, I am never completely honest with how it made me feel or my thoughts or my feelings. I will sometimes hide my feelings or minimize them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, especially in long-term relationships, that only does harm for me because it all will sort of merge together. Like, okay, for example, like if if a small if a small thing happens, he asks me how I feel about it, and I take the time to think about it, then I don't really completely give him my honest opinion. And then if something similar happens again and again and again, it all merges together, and then I have a really big outburst gotcha. with a list of reasons why I'm angry or upset. So for me, it's better to just like hit it hard, like head on, and to just like dish it out and to just talk about it. And a lot of times, especially with my boyfriend, we don't even really like fight. It is more of a discussion. And I've never been with somebody who is very mature in the way they fight. Most of the time, it's like a lot of yelling and a lot of crying is what I've dealt with in the past. Or like I'm, I'm saying my piece and whoever I was dating in the past, like I say my piece and they just don't respond or they fail to like admit that they are wrong in the scenario right and so i think that's why i say it immediately and honestly i really hate fighting i'm such a peacemaker that it really causes me a lot of stress and anxiety and it makes me feel like a bad person and it makes me Mm -hmm. feel very like negative about myself so i try to create opportunities for open communication immediately so that less fights happen and so far especially in my current relationship it's been really successful and we're really good about like noticing when someone is feeling off or when you know like not even a cold shoulder but like my demeanor, I'm I'm a very big like facial, uh, like I have a lot of facial expressions. I'm a very nonverbal communicator sometimes. And so he can change, he can tell when my demeanor has changed or when mm-hmm. like if I don't agree with something, like it is written all over my face. I can't hide oh, I've it. I've seen it many times. I cannot <laughs> hide it. And I, so I think that's also why I'm, I'm kind of like in the moment, like let's just yeah. talk about it because I can't hide it. Like I I just I feel very deeply and so but but yeah like for us it really works. We have very very good communication. It's the the best communication I've ever had in a relationship. We are very honest with each other and in complete honesty we've had maybe about two fights and we've been dating over a year. But the other night was a prime example that I know they're coming. We have a we are we will bring the sass, especially oh when we are hangry. Like we were eating the other night and we were so hungry. We were just kind of like at each other's throats. And like I feel very comfortable with him. And so like I feel like the majority of our fights are gonna be little petty ones and like over stupid stuff. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the big stuff, like we really do try to like remain level headed and discuss what's happening. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's good because I know when I, you were there, uh, the night that me and the doctor got into that one fight, uh, on the street of my birthday and he kept trying to like walk away from me because he was much the kind of person that wanted to take time away from fights and like give some space, give some air to it. And I used, 
I it depends on the situation, but in that like certain scenario, like I said, like I didn't want it was irrelevant that we it was relevant that we had that fight then and not later. Mm-hmm. And he kept trying to walk away, and I was like, "Stop walking away from me when I'm trying to talk to you." Yeah, like I you I know I know you don't want to have this right now. I don't really either. It's my fucking birthday, but like we need to have this discussion because you just said something to me that's super offensive to me and. I don't feel like you're treating me with respect and you're embarrassing me in front of my friends now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to fucking call you out on that. And like, I just remember like I was just trying to suppress my feelings so much that night that I was just like, I don't know why I'm crying. Obviously like I can't stop crying. I wish I could. I don't know why, but it's just like, no bitch. Like you knew why you were crying. You just didn't want to like, you saw, I saw that he was upset and I was just like, de-escalate, de-escalate. How do we de-escalate? How do we get out of this? I don't like it. Red, code red, code red. How do we break out? Like, I don't get, I don't like it. And I was just like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'll just take the blame for it. It'll just be all my fault. And he got away with it. Mm -hmm. He said, like, he took no blame for anything. I let him do that. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, no, that's not how you fight. No. And yeah, it's manipulation. Yeah, it comes down to gaslighting because he makes you think that you're crazy for feeling this way. I mean, he literally invalidated every single feeling I was having and I let him. I didn't call him out on his bullshit because I was just like, I don't know what to do. But I think when you get to the point that you were literally yelling and screaming, it's not about the it's not about the original issue anymore. It can get toxic, and it's where people say things that they don't mean and they are hurtful. And I definitely don't think you should be that person where I've seen this happen where people are like, well, you did this, this, and this. So, like, and, I mean, that's what the doctor did with me. And he's just like, I'm like, you're bringing in something that has nothing to do with the issue that we're we're talking about right now. It has nothing to pertain to the situation at hand. But because you don't feel like you're at fault, you're now throwing the blame on me. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. It's manipulative. It's toxic. And that's where you're clearly not the same kind of person when, like, there's a loss in translation moment because you're not having the same language. You're not speaking the same, like, argumentative language. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think you really Um, have to learn how the person that you're in a relationship with, like, how they fight. Because I think, like, it's all about learning how to communicate with your partner in any kind of situation. And so, fighting is something that happens with everybody it's inevitable it's it's going to happen it might not happen all the time but it's going to happen and so you have to kind of learn how they fight and how they how they communicate in that so that you guys can kind of work through it together i mean i worry about when people say that they oh me and my boyfriend we never fight that's not good that means that you are both suppressing every single like i know he is not fucking ryan gosling like, you got to have some issue with him. Yeah. Like, he is, you, you had to have some problem about him. And whether that's, he doesn't put the dishes away, that's, okay, that deals with something he's not attentive to his, like, something. I don't know. But, like, there's an issue. You can't say that you don't fight because we're human. We are going to fight with everybody. I fight with my dog. Like, you're going to pick a fight with somebody. Mm-hmm. You're human. And not everybody's going to be a perfect communicator at the start. And I know for me, like, when I had started to learn, like, how to fight better and how to feel comfortable expressing where I feel like I've been hurt or I've been wronged, it took literally, like, I, it took a friend showing me how to do this and I need to remember it more. So the first time I was ever, like, had a relationship, the first guy I ever dated um, in high school, 
I, he was very manipulative, very controlling, and I had a friend who did not like his behavior, did not like the way he treated me, did not think I deserved it, which I didn't. Uh, no one does. But when I tried to call him out on it, he wouldn't, he wouldn't acknowledge the issues that were present. He would think that I was just delusional or like, I'm just being crazy. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I was just like, no, here's a clear example that just happened where you exhibit this behavior. I don't like it. I And I took that time and I immediately called him out on it. And I was just like, I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, is this worth it? Like, is this worth mentioning? And I was just like, no, it, it is. Like, here's a situation. You did this one behavior. You've done this before as well, too. Mm-hmm. And you've done this another time. I'm noticing that same pattern, like we just talked about. And this is how I feel about it. Having receipts like that, not like actual like screenshots. Like, I'm talking about like... <laughs> Coming with, like, come with your screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hate when people say like, "Oh, you always do this." Oh yeah, like, you're, mm-hmm. this is this is so this is just like you. You always fucking do this, like because I've had it said to me. Oh, I've had it said to me. It. I hate that. Any blanket statement like that is just annoying. So I think like having proof of like here are three times where you did this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and it made me feel this way, and I'm seeing a pattern, and I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You are making me not feel worthy. You're not making me feel loved. You're not making me feel like you actually care about me. And I think putting it in that way and so they can see it, like, it's almost just like, if I was to do this to you, how would you feel? Yep. Kind of thing. Yep. Like, if I was to do that to you, how would you react to it? Kind of thing. And especially, I feel like if you're being gaslit and manipulated by your partner, this is super important because it's like you're literally holding up a mirror to their behavior. And sometimes they not be, they might not be aware of it because you're the first person to call them out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just a matter of, again, setting that boundary and respecting yourself. I think. Yeah. No, I agree completely. I think it's important to not be malicious with receipts, though. Like, don't be the person mm-hmm. that gathers months and months of receipts and then Yeah, like I said, don't up. get the screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you aren't talking about it after the first or second time, like, I think that it's yeah. an issue on your end. This person probably isn't even aware that they're doing something that's bothering you. So I feel like you have to make sure that you use receipts in a healthy way. Like, something along the lines, kind of like what you're saying, like, hey, I noticed you did this and this the other day and it made me feel x y and z but i think if you don't address it when it starts happening it's going to continue but it isn't fair to the person to be like hey here are seven times you did x y and z <laughs> it's just like, like well like, what just the be fuck, smart Sally, with it you didn't yeah, tell me exactly like just be smart with them like i think they're a great tool and i think it's better to say you know you did this and this and it really upset me than to just be like oh well there you go again and then yeah. they're like, what? Like, what? Did, what? You know? Like, with me, I dated somebody who didn't, like, they were super flaky. And they would cancel stuff last minute with me. And I was, so the first time, I was just like, okay, like, please, next time, like, can you, like, figure this out, like, ahead of time? Because, like, I, like, moved my schedule around to be with you. And then, like, the second time it happened, I was just like, okay, I don't really appreciate this and it's just like i don't appreciate when people like here are three times you have canceled plans on me last minute i don't appreciate when people are flaky because it makes me feel like i'm not a priority to you and i don't matter i'm not important and i don't think you would appreciate it if i was to cancel on your plans with us last minute so what can we do to fix this yeah because i i again like this is not how i deserve to be treated i I know my worth 
And I think, and I think what you said is like a really important thing. Like what can we do? Like, what can we do to make this better? Like what can, how can I, how can we fix this together? Like we are a team. Team. And I think that's important to remember. It's like, you are a team with this person. So yes, it might be their mishap or whatever, but like, how do you, how are you going to, how are you going to fix it? It's about empathy and (gasps) compassion. I love empathy. (laughs) It's just it's seeing the issue through your partner's eyes and figuring out the why to the issue. Right, why is it yeah. upsetting you and why are they doing it? Because here's the thing. I don't think anyone is wrong in their reaction to something if you did something to upset them. I'm not talking about violence. God, no, we're not talking about domestic violence. Like That is something completely different. If someone fucking hits you, that is wrong. Yeah. Like, that is an overreaction. That is wrong. But when someone, when you say someone's overreacting and they're just expressing how they feel and they're the victim in this situation. Like, you did something to, like, make them feel bad. And, like, that is an over... Like, and you're saying that they're overreacting? No, that's fucked up. Like, they're not overreacting. Yeah. Use common sense, people. No one ever wants to admit that they are wrong, though, especially if your partner is accusing you of being wrong. It's just that your actions have caused another person distress and made them upset. You don't get to say that your actions didn't hurt someone. If you feel triggered by something, that is valid. However, your partner may not be able to ever understand your reasoning as to why you are upset, then that isn't your person. You can't translate that to them. And so you're like, go back to that. You're not speaking that same line of communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's really important to play like the devil's advocate. My mom does this all the time. And so I kind of and actually I hate the devil's advocate. My boyfriend does it all the time, too, sometimes. So um but you have to think, like you said, like, why are they doing this? Why are they saying this? What did I do to contribute to the fight? And it's often hard for me to do that in the moment. But, like, when I do take the time to step away, I really do consider the other person and how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to kind of think about what you said, how you said it, consider the person's feelings and their response. Just because you are upset and feeling valid feelings doesn't mean that that person won't be upset by what you said. So yeah. even if you're upset and they did something to hurt you, the way that you choose to let them know, they still could be upset by that. And everybody's yeah. response to – everybody has a different response to things that you say and you can't control the, the outcome. Every, that You can't yeah, control how they respond. Everybody has different triggers. Exactly. Everybody has different triggers. Everybody has different boundaries. Everybody has different baggage. Like we all come from different people. Exactly. And I think empathy is a really hard – trait to learn but I think once you do it's a really great tool to use especially in fights my boyfriend is one of the most empathetic people I have ever met and it's one of the things that I love most about him and I feel like I've learned a lot from him regarding compassion and feeling empathy and it doesn't always mean you are right or they are right but it is always important to consider like how they are feeling especially in a fight so one thing that I learned from Sofia Alvarez, who was the screenwriter for the movie, um, To All the Boys I Loved Before, mm-hmm. part one and two, one thing she applies to her writing is that every character, no matter if they're the villain or the main character or the side character, they all have good intentions, or at least they think they have good intentions. Mm-hmm. And so it's just their baggage that affects the outcome of it and how they portray that those intentions. Yeah. So that's what I try to think about with other people. It's like they don't, they're not after me for malintent. They think they have good intentions. It's their baggage and their trauma that is affecting how they are expressing themselves mm-hmm. and what and their actions. And so that's what I try to think about when I am in a discussion with somebody or my fighting with somebody. I'm just like, well, what's their viewpoint of it? Yeah. I'm like, 
like, where are they coming from from this? And it's hard to do, like, very early stages. And I think that you only get to that point when you've been familiar with somebody, you are in that long-term relationship. It's not something that's going to come easy. It comes with time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So I think our survival tip for this week is knowing that fights are sometimes necessary. And there are differences between productive ones where you establish your boundaries, you don't withhold from each other. And then there are ones that can potentially like end your relationship mm-hmm. where you have to be able to be comfortable to walk away from it. But once you recognize the difference between the two and you like actively work on it and you actively communicate and understand each other's language, and it might end up bringing you closer to each other. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. We have loved reading them, and it really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.